Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening. Today we're talking all about seed starting problems. So sit down, grab a cup of tea, because let's dig in. Now, first of all, I want to start off by saying that if you are having seed starting problems, you are not alone, okay? Even some of us who have been gardening for a long time still experience some of these issues that happen when starting seeds. And some of them um, are dependent on the medium that we're growing in, so that seed starting mix. Um, I personally don't bother to do any of the sterilization things that I've seen on the internet, like people putting um, seed starting mix in the oven to sterilize it. I don't do any of that because the soil that we're going to be planting our seedlings into definitely isn't sterile. Um, in fact, it is those microorganisms that are in that soil that help our plants grow. So I don't want to be dealing um, with sterilizing soil mixes, especially in the kitchen oven. Um, yeah, I don't want to be doing that. So I buy a really good quality seed starting mix um, and I will make sure that the favorite ones that I like to use are in uh, my list and toolkits that are in the description of this podcast. So that's where I always start is with a really good seed starting mix. Now I normally use a modular seed tray. So they're those plastic seed trays that have got lots of little squares in them that allow you to plant more plants in in um you know that that tray basically um this year however i decided to do them in some paper cups um because all of my seeds uh trays um have finally uh, bit the dust and they finally all broken and i didn't want to buy any new ones so I thought, well this year um i'm going to do them all in um these paper tall paper cups are about 16 ounces um or you know enough for a tall glass of water so this is the first year that I have experienced um, a couple of problems that I'd never experienced before. So I thought that this would be a really great episode. Number one, to let you guys know that you're not alone when it comes to seed starting problems, um, but also how to overcome some of those problems. So I hope you're ready um, because we're going to get started. And the first one is the most common and that is damping off. So what does damping off look like? Well, it looks like fuzzy or moldy looking hairs that are growing on the stem of the seedling. Um, it also presents itself as failed germination, weak seedling stems, um, ones that look like have been crushed um, or having wilted leaves. And the entire seed uh, tray, so all of those plants that are in that seed tray can be affected. Now, it's actually caused by a fungal infection uh, it's caused by a certain fungus and it's actually made worse by low light and cool temperatures and a high humidity. So if you think about what those um, fungus spores are needing to thrive in, right, 
low light, cool temperatures and high humidity, um, there's a couple of ways that we can actually bust those um, and stop that from happening. So the first one is to reduce um, humidity, right? So we can, if we've got one of those plastic greenhouse domes on our uh, um, seed starting kit, right? I know that's often how um, they come from the store and I've used those myself. Um, you want to be providing venting and regular airflow, like the minute that you see seedlings like popping up out of that soil you want to be taking that dome off anyway to allow the air to circulate and another good way to help circulating the air is to place a fan nearby to blow over the seedlings on a low setting right and that's going to help move the air around now i actually have my seeds in like a box it's uh, our old um, chicken brooder and uh, we turned it into a seed starting box for me by you know putting some shelves in there and then we kind of covered everything with um, mylar foil to help reflect the light down um, because I use grow lights now if you're using grow lights you want to make sure that your seedlings get at least 12 hours of light a day okay remember the fungus that causes damping off doesn't like a lot of light so low light levels fungus is going to grow lots of light it's going to reduce that growth but in this box that I'm growing everything in it does mean that things are kind of all kept together and there's less air movement in there so it's very important that I have a fan blowing in there and that I even open the door for the room um, where those seedlings are growing to try and get some airflow through that room because I'm growing things in the basement and I'm sure a lot of you guys are doing it too. This was the year that my husband finally said, no more seedlings on the kitchen table. I want to use the kitchen table. Okay, we filled the kitchen table up with a bunch of other stuff that could have been seedlings. Um, but... You know, I'm, I'm experiencing more problems um, with uh, damping off this year because I'm growing them in these, these boxes, which is great for helping to provide more light because I've got the light reflecting and stuff, um, but not so great because I've got that limited airflow. The next tip to help reduce damping off is to drain seed trays. Avoid having standing water in that seed tray and don't overwater because the more water that you've got hanging around the more humid that your seedlings are going to be in and guess what humidity is a like a really easy way for these um, fungus diseases to spread from plant to plant and having a reduction in that moisture is going to really help things dry out and that fungus to be less of an issue so if you have those seed starting trays um, lift them out of the the actual tray um, especially after you've watered them and remove that excess water um, that's going to go a long ways to help the the other um, thing is to water with room temperature water not with cold water from the tap because if you're using cold water you're reducing that temperature and you're making um, you know you're providing basically thriving conditions for this fungus to um, set up shop on your seedlings and kill them off. Um, you can use a seedling heat mat to warm the soil and that's going to help dry things out and it will dry things out quicker. Um, I use seed heating mats 
all the time. Um, in fact, that is like the best way that I've found to get my seedlings started and growing and getting more established. And then I can move them to other areas of the house um, or even outside into the cold frame a lot earlier because the plants have germinated faster. But of course, using a heating mat has another benefit because it's going to dry things out and it's going to increase the temperature. All of those things are, you know, what damping off uh, fungus hates. Now, some other tips um, are around um, hygiene. And by hygiene, I'm meaning uh, you want to be washing your seed starting trays and containers before using them. So you can wash them with hot soapy water. Other people like to use a mild bleach solution to make sure everything's killed off. Other people use hydrogen peroxide solution. All of that's fine and dandy. I use hot soapy water and that's done a great job for me. But um, with us wanting to move to Texas and those southern states where I know humidity is a problem and an increase in disease is a problem, I might want to consider, you know, washing things out with hot soapy water, giving them a rinse with hot water and then kind of dipping them in some, uh, you know, a mild bleach solution to take care of any kind of residual uh, bacteria or microorganisms that are on there because that's going to help your plants grow because these diseases tend to hang around and they hang around on things that we're going to be reusing time and time again. And, you know, seed starting trays, like almost all of us reuse seed starting trays. Um, I don't actually know a gardener who hasn't um, reused a seed starting tray. So because of that, it is really, really important that we clean things out and we make sure that we don't um, provide a place for these microorganisms to hang around, get established, and then once we add our soil mix in there and we start watering, we provide those um, conditions that are favorable for those microorganisms to grow and cause an infection. So I know it's one of those things that, you know, it's really last on our list of things to do as a gardener. Um, but usually after I have emptied the seed starting trays in summer, I will give them a good scrub out. I just, I have one of these like big, um, plastic trucks um, out in the garden and I just fill it with hot soapy water. I've got an old um, scrubbing brush you know, like a dishwashing brush or something. And I just give everything a good scrubbing and stuff there and then. And then I just let them let them dry out naturally and they're good to go, um, ready for spring when I need them. Because the last thing you really want to be doing, especially when it's cold and it's in winter, you're trying to start your seeds. Um, you don't want to be having to, you know, knock off all the dirt, you know, dislodge um, all the other things that may be on your seed. <laughs> Uh, starting trays and stuff like spiders seem to um, love them especially the pots like why do they do that like even in the UK like I'd go to get a gardening pot and out would come like the biggest flipping spider ever and if, if you listen to other episodes like I do not do spiders <laughs> spiders are, are not fun for me and they always seem to like set up home in something that I need to use I don't know why is that why is that? 
Yes. Do you guys have that same issue? I'd love to know. Let me know in the Facebook group. Um, but um, yeah, in the middle of, of winter, that is not when I'm wanting to, you know, go outside and start like scrubbing out all of my seed starting trays. It's much easier to do them as they're being emptied in, um, you know, early spring or in summer. Um, do them then. And then, you know, when it comes to getting started um, in the winter for your seeds, then, you know, you can give them a quick wash and they're much cleaner to handle and you can, you know, do it much easier. Now, my last tip and fix for dealing with damping off is use new seed starting mix. Don't reuse old mixes. Old mixes, if you've had problems with damping off, they are going to perpetuate that problem. You want to use new seed starting mix um, and then, you know, alongside with your clean trays and stuff, that is going to help reduce the problem, okay? We don't want to be using old um, seed starting mixes at all. In fact, um, I put it all in the compost bin. That seems to be the best place for it. Anyway, um, and it will eventually go out into the garden at some point. But for your best chances of not having issues with damping off, you want to be using that new seed starting mix, okay? And like I said at the beginning, you know, buy a good quality one, right? You want to set your seeds up to the very best, right? Um, because if you have strong seeds or seedlings, they are going to get established much quicker. Um, it's going to be easier easier for you to get them planted out and it's going to be better for you because they're going to be able to cope a lot better with you know life in the great outdoors so don't skimp use a good uh, good quality seed starting mix all right let's talk about soil gnats because that's a very common one as well and what it looks like it's like little flies that are all erupting from the surface of the seed starting mix when disturbed and um, they're caused by an insect and um, you know you might see them you know as you kind of go into water your seedlings um, things all kind of fly up from the seed tray um, and you know you can fix it quite easily by using new seed starting mixes and avoiding adding compost or soil from the garden and um, that they're not going to harm your plants they're just a bit of a nuisance um, I have seen that it happens more if you're buying like um compost or products that are from the big box store that have been stored outside and they've gotten wet um that seems to be like the ideal um home for these soil gnats so if i've like made my own um seed starting mix which i have done um sometimes i find that if i'm using kind of some of these materials from the big box store especially if it's a compost or something like that that um, I've decided to buy rather than using my own maybe I didn't have enough or whatever um, that's when I've tended to see these soil gnats um, appear but remember they're not um, going to harm your plants um, you know but they are a bit of a nuisance um, so using a new um, seed starting mix is going to go a long way to help.
Right, let's talk about mold next um, because that looks like a fuzzy white or grey growth that's on the surface of your seed starting mix and it's caused by a fungus um, and it is like made worse by too much moisture. Okay, and you're going to see as we're going through this that too much moisture um, leads to a number of problems when starting seeds. Um, so how do we fix it? Well, we want to allow that seed starting mix to dry out before we water again. And um, that's going to go a long way to help our plants um, is letting that seed starting mix dry out. You don't want to let it um, dry out to the point that your plants are suffering from a lack of water. So, you know, do check on your seedlings regularly, but you definitely don't want to overwater, you know, like just like with damping off, right? You don't want to leave the water kind of hanging around in the trays either after you've watered um, you want to remove um, the water that's in those um, drip trays um, to help reduce that um, the other things that you can do to reduce mold is to make sure that seedlings are not tightly packed together they need to have space to grow and they need to have space to have the air to move through and around them because if you are increasing that airflow you're going to reduce um, you know the conditions that that mold is favoring and a great way to be able to do that is to use a fan on low so you want a fan that's going to periodically blow over those seedlings it's going to improve the airflow the other thing that a fan's going to do is it's going to mimic like the wind and the breeze coming through and you're going to help um, your plants develop sturdy stems because they're going to be able to cope much better with life outdoors when it comes to transplanting them one of the other ways that we can reduce the moisture is to remove that greenhouse dome or the cover um, that is on our plants. Again, the minute that you see those seedlings pop up, you want to be taking off that greenhouse dome or cover. You know, some people use little um, resealable plastic bags over their seed trays and stuff. The minute that we see, um, you know, a little bit of seedlings popping up, we want to take that off because we need to allow that moisture to to escape we need that ventilation and that is going to help our seedlings and we also want to be using a new seed starting mix we don't want to be reusing old stuff because that's where you know these things have had an opportunity like molds or um, funguses that are causing these diseases to kind of hang around get established and then as soon as we add the moisture you know everything's going and it's a party for them and we don't want to invite them to our seed starting party let's talk next about poor germination because um this has happened to me this year and uh what what does it look like well seedlings are not coming up and you've planted them you know you've lovingly looked at your seed starting packets you've looked at how deep you need to plant your seedlings or your seeds sorry you've carefully followed those directions and nothing's come up there is nothing more frustrating and i know that so many of you when this happens you feel like a gardening failure but i got something to tell you 
It happens all the time and you're not alone and it happens to the best of us too. It happens to gardeners who have been growing for years. Poor germination happens and it happens for a number of reasons. So let's talk about what might have caused your poor germination. So the first one um, is old seed. Um, Old seed lose viability so they lose their ability to germinate and grow the older that they get and one of the things that kind of um, speeds that issue up is improper seed storage um if you have listened to any of the seed saving um, episodes that I have done, we talk a little bit about proper seed storage. Um, and that's definitely something that we cover in um, the Easy Seed Saving course. But just know that you want to do the opposite of what encourages seeds to grow. So what, what encourages a seed to grow? You need warmth, you need light, you need um, water. So you want to keep all those things away from your seeds so you want to be storing your seeds somewhere cool somewhere dry somewhere dark and that's going to help extend that longevity um however eventually seeds just you know don't germinate and this is something that i see more often with seeds that i have purchased and probably some of that is because of um shipping how they've been distributed across the country right we can't really control necessarily how the temperatures are kept in the mail truck right um have they been kind of sitting in the back of a van going through the middle of arizona and nevada right um in the middle of summertime and it's going to get hot in the back of that cab um and if it gets too hot it's going to destroy our seeds. So this is something that I ran into um, late last year and definitely this year. So I actually bought some new seeds um, because I thought that it was um, how I had been storing things. So I thought it was a storage issue at my home that had caused this issue. Um, But actually, I think it was more of an issue of um, those particular seeds and how they had been shipped um, because they had been shipped at a different time of year than when we're normally buying them. So if you think about when, you know, gardeners are normally buying seeds, they're normally purchasing them in, um, you know, late winter, um, very early spring, and the temperatures are not too bad um, for sending things. However, buying things out of season, especially online, um, you know, packages get left on the doorstep right and you know your doorstep might be full sun um so you need to consider that maybe your seed um isn't quite as good as what it may have been if it had been bought in a normal um normal time of year for purchasing seed for example now that's not to say um that that's the only problem there are some other reasons why seeds um, haven't come up. Soil temperature being too low is one of them, um, especially if you're planting outside, like directly outside. Um, you want to be really kind of aware of what your soil temperatures are going to be because there are optimum ranges for your plants to start germinating. It's like hot peppers, for example, like the temperatures to be really warm. In some 
some cases the soil temperatures could be up to 80 degrees Fahrenheit before that they will actually germinate. Now I've had a set of poblano peppers and I have planted every single seed for the last four years and I think I have had one plant grow out of however many was in that packet 15 20 seeds something like that and the one that grew it grew because it had the warmest soil and it had everything just right for it to to germinate I think the seed itself wasn't very good either because I did a germination test on my other seeds that were there and none of it was none of it was good um so that that was kind of disappointing to see so sometimes it's not you as the gardener sometimes um it might be might be the seed but soil temperatures being too low also um can cause issues you know when you're starting seeds indoors and um i know as a new gardener right using a seed heating mat really really helps and um, you want to be taking a look at the information that is on your seed packet as to what the soil temperature is most um seed packets have that information on them um because you know think about it the the company that you bought that seed from they want to give you as much information on there so that you're going to have success with growing that seed and then you know you're going to tell your friends that hey yeah i got this plant it was really great you know i got it from this company you should buy it too right they, they want that return um, business. So a lot of seed packets have that information on it. Sometimes they'll refer you back to you know, the website or the catalog for additional information. But you can usually do a internet search of, you know, germination temperatures um, for certain types of seed or certain you know varieties all that good stuff um so take a look at what your seed packet says for your germination temperature and then that's what you want to be setting your seed starting or your seed heating mat to sorry and that's going to help um your seeds you know have that warmth right they're going to be triggered by the warmth in the soil to start that germination process also is going to help is having that moisture in there so we want to be watering in our seeds as we've sown them but you know the best way that we can get that humidity up is using a greenhouse or a dome and that's why it's really important that we're checking on our seedlings and we're seeing like has anything come up yet because like I said the minute that you see you know sprouting happening you want to whip that um, dome off there because you're going to need to ventilate your seedlings that are getting established to help reduce those problems um, of the, the mold and, and the fungus and things like that so um, definitely definitely keep a close eye on your seedlings so what are some of the other reasons for um you know poor germination well it might be planting seeds too deep generally you don't want to be planting deeper than twice the depth of the widest part of your seed and that's why your seed packets have a planting depth that is 
on them and you know we want to be following those directions for planting our seeds because that is going to give us the best chance of them growing if you plant your seeds too deep your seedling is going to run out of energy for it to grow and break that soil surface and start you know generating its own energy its own carbohydrates from the sunlight um, or the grow lights as it may be but what the plants are doing is that they're converting you know the carbon dioxide in the air that f using the light to um create sugars to create starches to create those carbohydrates in the plant that are providing the fuel to grow the seed itself has only got enough energy in it to you know get the plant to grow so far everything else it has to make and it can only make that when it breaks the soil surface and the plant sees the light that's what's turning the plant green color um, is the chlorophyll and um, it is that that is part of that photosynthesis process that is creating um, the carbohydrates and the energy for the plant to continue to grow. Other reasons that may be uh, causing your um, lack of germ germination, um, especially outside, might be birds. Birds seem to know when I am growing or sowing peas. I am pretty sure they are lined up in the tree and they're like, hey, 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 buddy, she's out again. She's putting her peas in, um, you know, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're telling all their mates like, hey, this chick's got her peas out again. Um, you know, go, go on. T tell the rest of the family we're gonna eat dinner tonight right but certain types of seeds are magnets for us certain types of animals so birds are pretty notorious for coming and um eating things um digging them up grains are a favorite of certain birds um so we want to make sure that they are planted and um you know we take some steps to kind of keep the birds off our plants if we can um rodents are another one um voles mice um other rodents um seem to know when things are being planted and are quite uh happy um to snaffle what they what they can beans seem to be uh, a fond one that rodents um will kind of eat as well um or you know sometimes um our seedlings have emerged outside but something else has eaten them like a slug or a snail right so you know these these things happen and we can do um, a couple of things to to fix them okay so the first thing is we can check the seed viability by doing a seed germination test or by pre-sprouting seeds so we can do that by getting a piece of paper towel or kitchen paper you want to wet it you know make sure it is you know wet through and then squeeze it out it wants to be damp um, not totally soaking wet and then we want to put our seeds out on this paper towel and then roll up the paper towel and put it into one of those um resealable plastic bags okay you're gonna pro be providing some moisture right to help trigger that germination 
and you want to put it somewhere warm and that's going to help um, those seeds start sprouting. So what you're looking for is you're looking for how many of those seeds are, you know, sprouting basically and every day you are going to open up that little baggie you're going to unroll your paper towel you're going to see if it needs any extra moisture give it a little spritz with a spray bottle if it's drying out a little bit but you're looking to see how many of those seeds are going to sprout and you can plant the sprouted seed very carefully if you get it when it's it's small enough, right? You want to be very careful that you don't damage that root or that emerging, um, you know, sprout that's coming up, right? You know, if you've got a good pair of like tweezers or something, that'll kind of help. Um, but you really want to see if your seeds are sprouting the way that they should be. Because your seed packet, especially if you're buying here in the US, they have either a date on them of when they were packed by. So that's the seeds, you know, when they're good good for or when they were um, packed for but a lot of them also include a germination rate um, some plants are naturally low in their germination rate so like marigolds for example um, I've got a variety that has a very low germination rate like 40 percent right so that means that if I sowed 10 seeds four of them would germinate and that information tells me that I need to sow more seeds to be able to have the number of plants that I want to grow. Other things that have a lower um, germination rate are carrots. They're usually around 68 to 75%. Um, parsnips, especially if it's old seed, old seeds dies off very very quickly um, and the um, germination rate um, disappears very quickly too so this is a really good technique of doing a germination test or pre-sprouting seeds um, to you know make sure that you're not kind of um, doing anything wrong particularly when it comes to sowing your seed um, you know that it's germinating and you can plant those uh, ones that have pre-sprouted next let's talk about soil temperatures so soil temperatures might be too low for your warm weather heat loving crops so things like eggplant okra peppers tomatoes they need it warm and the best way to do that is using a seed starting heating mat to warm that soil and encourage that germination like i said some hot peppers need it to be 80 fahrenheit in the soil for them to actually germinate and one of the things that I have found this year because I've been using those paper cups to sow my seeds in is that they are not getting warm because they're too tall so one of the tips that I have for you if you are a new gardener is to use seed trays that are kind of low right use use the plastic ones um with your um seed starting uh heating mat because you're going to be lower to the mat which get, means what the plants are going to get warmer quicker those seeds are going to feel that warmth and they are going to trigger that germination and it's also better for the plant too as it's feeling that warmer weather um, it is going to grow much quicker and it's going to you know get 
established better for you and you can move them onto a bigger container after they have um grown uh, more than their uh just their cotyledons the the first set of leaves um that come out the the baby seedling leaves but when they start to grow their true sets of leaves so the leaves that look like they do on the mature plant then you can look at transplanting them into a larger container but having it lower to that heating mat is definitely beneficial and that is one of the struggles that I've seen um, by using the the cup method of starting my seeds in. Now it might be because I'm using a taller cup, maybe using an eight ounce cup um, would be better because it would be lower um, but I wanted something where I could plant a seed into the container, there was room for it to grow and get established and I could move it around the house um, whilst things were uh, warming up outside and getting ready to do the transplanting. But because I've done that, I have had a lot of issues with things not germinating, even though the seed was good. Um, so I had to really crank up the temperature on my um, seed mats to actually get it to, to warm through um, those cups before the seeds would actually germinate. My next tip for poor germination is to check how deep to sow the seeds. So read that seed packet. That seed packet is a wealth of information, but check it to see how deep you should be sowing the seeds. Some seed packets recommend that the seeds are only placed on the surface and not covered with any soil. Others, they recommend to be planting quite deep. So check and see what directions are on your seed packet. Next one is protect outdoor sowings from birds or rodents. So you could use a mesh, some screens, a row cover until those seeds have germinated. Or you could look at transplanting out those pre-germinated seeds or just moving to transplanting out bigger plants anyway. Okay, let's talk about too many seedlings now what does this look like it looks like lots of seedlings all in the same area and it's caused by obviously sowing seeds too close together or in the case of things like spinach and beets um, the type of seed is actually multiple seeds together right they've got these quite big seeds and it is really common for multiple plants to sprout from those seeds this one though is a really easy fix. When, when we fix this by doing what's known as thinning the seedlings or thin seedlings. And to do this, you wanna actually cut the stem of the weaker seedling at the soil level, right? Um, you can do that using a pair of scissors or a pair of garden shears, right? But that's a really easy way to do it. You don't wanna pull them out. You don't really wanna pull out the old um, seedlings when you're thinning them, or sorry, the weaker seedlings, not the older seedlings, um, but those weaker looking ones because you're disturbing those roots of your stronger plant and you don't want to stress that out too much whereas if you just kind of snip off those weaker seedlings at the soil level you're not going to be disturbing those roots and your um, stronger plant is actually going to fare much better by doing that 
Another fix is to sow seeds further apart, especially if you are direct sowing outside. So, you know, I know with small seeds, it can be difficult to see like, well, did I, did I put one in there already? Did I not? Um, it's, it's easy to you know, forget those, um, or not even see it, right? If I've not got my glasses on, I've got no hope. Um, but um, one of the things that you can do, even if it happens outside and you get multiple um, plants that are coming up from that same spot, is take a look at those seedlings and just kind of cut the weaker looking one off at that soil level. Um, you That weaker plant is going to die back and it's actually going to provide nutrients for the other one so that's not necessarily a bad thing and it's better to have that issue than it is to have um you know no seeds coming up at all with the poor germination so there you have it there are some common seed starting problems that happen for all of us not just new new gardeners but i would love to know from you um which seed starting problem do you think that you have let me know in the facebook group i would love to hear from you and until next time i hope your garden grows beautifully and I will see you all next week.